Yo, First Smoke family, what's good? If you haven't already, sign up on the Patreon. There's three tiers. We don't care what tier you're on. Support the show, patreon.com slash FSOTD. And also, go check out Dr. Dabber, drdabber.com. Use code FSOTD. Go pick up an Excess, an Evo. Me and Biggs are on the Excess. As well as, we got the merch on the site. The link's going to be in the description. We got the Stonewash hoodies. We got the black family reunion ashtrays. We got the rolling trays. Everything else is on there. All the stuff you see us rocking is on there. And you already know. Yo, whether it's in store or whether it's online, growers, you know, growgeneration.com. Use the code FIRSTSMOKE10. Let them know who sent you. Growgeneration.com, where the pros go to grow, you know? Go switch to drip, grow generation. Without further ado, let's get into it. And today we got a very special guest in the building, my man Jamie, Mr. Dr. Dabber. Italy, yep. And I'm walking through the airport, and all of a sudden I, I feel like a, like a presence behind me, and I look back and there's a dog, and they're like, hey you, come here. That night I won $35,000. Two nights later I won 45000 In a week and a half, I won about 125 k and I think we played with like Neymar, and I got up to like 12th in the world ranked online before I had to fucking get out of there too. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back, man. It's first smoke of the day. It's your boy Pat here in the building. Here with my co-host, as always, Black Leaf. What up, what up? And today we got a very special guest in the building, my man Jamie, Mr. Dr. Dabber. What's, what's good, up, guys? Homie? How you doing? Good, man. Happy to be here. You guys uh, are pinnacle of media in the space right now, and and it's just a pleasure to be here with like industry leaders and and I mean, growing up on like you know Howard Stern and Joe Rogan experience and. It's so uh, such a relief to have this in our industry now, and you guys are absolutely crushing, giving like people a platform to tell their story, um, and it's really like the people who matter, the people who who kind of gave the runway for the space. So it's really cool, and uh, thank you guys for having me, dude. It's an honor. You just put us alongside some straight lines. <laughs> Hopefully, we can live up to it in yeah. due time. But um, man, got this dope ass product, a lot of dope glass, and and on the table here and we just had a cool event this weekend we were with you guys the weekend before in vegas for the glass yep. show expo thank you guys for having us out for that absolutely that was dope and dude let's you know we're here to talk about your story today we go way back people way don't back. know that yeah though. that's right you guys go way back way way we back. all go way back and then you, you guys and i go, go, go yeah back. 2005 i think was the yep. first time we met um straight up that's wild man running the same circles a lot of guys 18, listening weren't alive then 18 yeah years. <laughs> well, 18 right years ago yeah That's crazy dude nuts. crazy and we all ended up in like this a very similar you know i mean in the industry that we were a part of for so long dude it's like it's really cool it's it's awesome to see you guys here and and just where you guys have have gotten um just knowing like where you came from it's it's dope you know same for you yeah. and it's crazy that like these you know some of the first dr Dyerberg you so i remember being on lance's couch and like you bringing a box by and it yep. was like old school style like okay 500 units here you give me this and that and you yep. guys making it happen and was literally like going around and dropping off you know units to different people of dr dabbers you know and it 
And yeah. At the time, we had just started our first little thing together. So we were super inspired by what you were doing and like how you had prototypes. You had the, you know, you had professional logos, you had professional marketing done. Like you guys were really putting a company together. Looking back, I didn't realize it then, but you guys were really putting a company together the right way. You know, so it's, it's, man, you've been a big inspiration for us along the way. And then after that time, anytime I'm in a smoke shop, I see Dr. Dabber. Oh, yeah. And I think in my head, I'm like, yo, it's my boy right there. I yeah, but with that. what they don't know is that the first, that happened. the first vape pen ever I got was from Blackleaf right here in 2012, man. It was my whole, my whole life changed when I saw that thing. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, man. It was. So uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know. Hey, there's a hustler spirit. Oh, in you a brand new volcano to smoke your bag. Oh, you shout know? out Aaron. Bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we, Another person who was in our same circle, man. It's like it's he he went on uh, to make one of the most successful distribution companies in the space. He was slanging volcanoes out of his uh, dorm rooms. Remember that. Dude, it was a like, I remember going to the house and there was a, almost a garage full or a room full. full of volcanoes and he had the eBay space covered. Oh, yeah. You bought a volcano in the early 2000 2004 2005 I think it was. Early, bro. Early when they early. first dropped wow. and yeah, people yeah, were like yeah. what YouTube is this? wasn't even out then I don't, Dude, don't this think. Is, this is before the digital ones. This yeah, is the this ones is where the analog like, volcanoes, bro. And that's eventually that's like inspired us to you know come up with the switch and you know a more like home focused yes. device because at the end of the day like a lot of these portable rigs are great for on the go but when you're in the comfort of your home, own home like you want the closest thing to an actual dab rig right so so that's really what like kind of got us to the switch point is mm -hmm. uh is you know kind of having that respect for you know the people who came before um and just like you know realizing the right things to do so um but before that man it's like the the poker my poker days is what really like got me into the you know the scene as far as uh knowing what it could be right so uh let's let's go back to that though let's how okay. it first yeah. kicked off bro i used to like just to lay the groundwork, I used to come by your house and you'd be playing like five games on the same screen. And I'm like, how can this dude even pay attention to five? I thought you were at the time. I'm like, this dude just losing money. Right. Cause I'm like five games. Right. Like I can only focus on one. How could you, you're giving away money on it. And then one day you're like, bro, come by, bro, come by. I got, I got something to tell you. And I, and I'm like, okay. And I show up and you say, I won last night. Yeah, well, and how much did you win? I think the first night. Um, so I mean, obviously, it was years of like years of of grinding without like success, and it was just uh, it started out as almost like uh, a, a a means to um, like when I found it in college. Let's say I had I had always been like hustling. You know what I mean? In, in, like it, high school days, middle school days, um, always cannabis was always a big part of my, my life. Um, and before, before like poker, I was always hustling. Just, I, I, I loved it. Right. I, I loved the grind and I moved to Indiana IU. Uh, I went to school, uh, for college and I had no plugs. I had no, no means I was, I ended up being a consumer again. Right. I was just, you know, buying smoke and I wasn't really 
doing anything in the space. And my homie who, uh, who was in my dorm uh, floor, he started showing me these checks for like 10K, 5K, 10K, 20K every like weekly, bi-weekly, he'd be like, show me these checks. And I'd be like, bro, what the f is this dude? Like, cause when you're, when you're like hustling, you don't, you see money, but like not big chunks at, at one time. Right. It's always a grind. So I was seeing these checks and I'm like, dude, what, what are you doing? Bro. He's like poker, online poker. And I was like, what? hook me up, dude. Just get me set up. I had to never played a poker hand in my life bro Damn. never you played a poker hell no bro you I'll take a $20, dude i took a 10k loan out from my student a student loan and I put it into poker that lasted about two months i lost that lost it um but i would just get money get it on and i would play all day every day i stopped going to class um got kicked out of the dorms uh, I moved into a, a frat house when I was a freshman in college, just in a, a random room in the frat house. Um, that was like the first anybody, like, you know, the youngest person that wasn't supposed to be there. And, um, and my parents pulled me, pulled me from IU. And as they should, I would do the same thing, right? So they sent me to Orlando. Well, I, I decided to go to UCF. All my friends were at UCF. You can't finish for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> don't listen to him. Don't no graduate, man. It took me six years. <laughs> yeah. <but> I, <laughs> I took the four-year plan and did it in six. Yep. I'm still a sophomore, so I'm 37-year-old yeah. sophomore. <laughs> no big deal. I got my bachelor and grow a weed, bro. You're good. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> So uh I went to went to uh UCF um in uh I think my first year there I met uh, a buddy a mutual friend of ours um randomly I had a class with him we never spoke and then one night um I get a knock on my uh my apartment door at like 1:30 a.m. and it's our homie Sparks I don't know who the fuck he is he's like with some girl they're wasted he's like yo can we use your bathroom? And I was like, I was like, yo, you're in my like speech it. class. Yeah, come on in, dude. He wasn't a very welcoming person back then either. We had an instance too where I was like, this dude, he's mean. Dude, he'd come yeah, to yeah. speech class with his motorcycle helmet, put it on the table next to him. I was like, damn, this dude's a badass, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's the homie, though. That's the homie. Such a good homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, there's there's way more to that story because he was an essential part on why Dr. Dabber is called Dr. Dabber, and we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I met him. Um, we we became really good homies after that. Super random experience. Like, yeah, come on in, dude. And he's like indebted. He's like, you let me use your bathroom. Like, <laughs> right. So um, yeah, that's how I met him and he introduced me to you and basically we've been running kind of together ever since right it's like same circle we kind of do the same things and um yeah it was it was good but i was always playing poker during this process right um and people come over and and, and it was just i was a, i was a losing poker player but i was fucking dedicated to 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 learning and one day fucking I guess it was the house. It could have been the house, man. That Rouse house was good luck, dude. No, it was it, you, it bro. Ran Don't pretty be a poker good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that first week, I won. Uh, that night, I won thirty five thousand um, dollars. Two nights later, I won forty five thousand. 
another three nights later, I won another 40,000. Like it was in, in a week and a half, I won about 125 K. Um, that was the most money I've ever fucking seen. Or like at the time it was, it was a fucking big deal, dude. And I was like, okay, well, what's next, right? The next thing to do is like play a live tournament. We're going yeah. pro. And you, well, you were getting entered into like other tournaments now. Your name's on like that list you showed me of the top poker players that are playing at the, yeah, like there dude. was a lot of other stuff bubbling now because of those wins yes. too, besides just money. Oh yeah, it was, uh, uh, I won the uh, Poker Stars leaderboard, um, started to get a lot of recognition from that. Um, just among the peers, very niche community, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar to like cannabis industry. So it's, it's like small group of people and the real ones know who the real ones are. Right. So, uh, it, it was like, that kind of broke me into the scene and it was like a lot of the people who you played with online, you didn't know like what, who they were, but you know, you see the same people all the time at the final tables. So I went out to decide to go out to Atlantic city and play a tournament. And that was my first live tournament ever. And uh, I won, I got third place for 65K. And this is a week after or two weeks after I just won like 125. So now I'm like, holy shit, dude, I'm actually good. I'm playing with like the superstars, Negranu, Helmuth. Like it, I'm like thrown right into the mix, right? And I meet one of the best poker players in the world and he starts to stake me in like, like, 10k buy-ins 20k buy-ins traveling the world paying for fucking travel and i'm like thrown right into this shit so i go from being a recreational player and like on the hustle and grind and then all of a sudden i'm i'm traveling the world playing 10k tournaments and it, it was just fucking it's a trip dude i was traveling all through europe i was stopping in amsterdam before every trip <laughs> <laughs> dude i i was uh in in a year and a half i went to amsterdam 17 times and it would be i'd fly to amsterdam get what i needed go to italy fly to amsterdam get what i needed go to monte carlo fly to amsterdam get what i need go to wherever right australia um and that was that was that was the uh what was your favorite shop or is your favorite shop in amsterdam gray area gray area gray yeah area. shout out to the homie I yeah think his name's john john yeah yeah, yeah dude bro. Bro, Big that dude out, used yeah. to fucking hook it up. He's a I'm not going to say yeah. a minute. Dude, he We're is. talking what years? 2007, 2006. You know what's crazy? I was 18 and I went in 2007. I went for like 10 days. Or maybe we were out there around the same <sighs> yeah, time. Yeah, probably, it bro. It was so much different then. So much different. It was so dude. much different. And I, I love Amsterdam. I love the Bread Light District. And pray for all the coffee shops out there as they like try to like change the experience. But, uh, that's so dope. And I feel you on that. Like I remember going on a Euro trip and then like running out of weed. And it's like, I had Amsterdam. We were going to Mykonos, Greece next. And we had to stop over in Manchester. And of course I went around and got my limit at all the shops and shit. And I had all the shit and I get back and my boys are like, I'm not taking that shit. I had no limit at gray area. Those were the homies, bro. Exactly. They were the homies. <laughs> yeah. What you got in the back over there? <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, and they were the first people to bring American strains to Amsterdam. So you'd go in there, they had like the LA cons and, and the OG cushions and shit like that, where nobody else on, in, in uh, the dam had that shit. It was all like uh, amnesia haze or, you know, I don't know. I can't fuck with it. I mean, I used to be able to, but now I can't really fuck with sativa. It just gets me going. 
but that was that was Dutch weed was sativa, right? It's so uh, yeah, it was it was a different experience, but I, I loved it. Um, I had a, I had a close exp- a close call in uh, Venice. Um, I don't know. I guess I could say. Um, so in Venice, I, I pull up to Venice. I have my I go to Amsterdam. Pull up to Venice, Italy, Italy. Yep. And I'm walking through the airport and about to walk out the doors, go through, you know, and all of a sudden I, I feel like of like a presence behind me. And I look back and there's a dog just like up my fucking ass, dude. Like, like legit, like right, right on my shit. And I'm like, fuck. and they're like, Hey, you come here. I'm like, oh shit. My buddy keeps on walking. I was like, yeah. I, I, of course, bro. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking keep going, dude. Yes. Go, go, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, this, yeah. Never dude. Never be the person um, to hang around. Yeah, hell no, no dude. You um, need someone to come get you. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm not <laughs> trying to take any, but I'll take that blame, dude. That's all mine, right? Yeah. Like, fuck. Um, so they put me in this fucking room in the air. So before that, there's a table like this in the, in the middle of the airport. They take my bag and put it on the table and open up my fucking bag and there's an ounce of wheat. Oh God. Yeah. They put it on the table. People are walking by and looking. Oh yeah. Just the tactic. I'm, just, it's I'm the like, tactic damn dude. Like you're putting it out there, bro. Like everybody who's like, just, just came, they see this shit happen. So I'm like, okay. They, they take me to a room and it's like a bunch of people at desks and they're yelling at me in Italian. And I'm like, fuck dude, this I, I'm fucked. I've seen locked up abroad. Right. Like I used to, <laughs> I'm like, I'm toast, man. Like that's it. Um, and I'm waiting like an hour and a half in there just thinking about how over my life is right <laughs> and some dude walks in he's like kind of like a hippie looking dude and i was like okay he's like you guys you're american i'm like yeah i'm american he's like uh this this weed uh where is it from i said it's from amsterdam he's like it's good yeah i'm like it's good yeah he goes okay okay here's what's gonna happen he says me and my colleagues are going to enjoy your weed and you're gonna enjoy italy sign this paper. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm not signing anything. I, it's not in English. I'm not fucking signing shit, dude. You know, I, I got a translator read it to me and shit. I was like, okay. They let me out. I get to the hotel. I find a fucking two grams of hash in my, in my bag. <laughs> wow. But dude, that was like the close fucking call. And, uh, and that's really kind of what made me start thinking about like portable ways like easy ways to fucking smoke right like how can we how can we change this a bit and uh yeah um fuck, I'm, I'm i'm going on tangent. well the flowers like the most difficult thing to disguise the smell the, yeah. the smoke the it gets you on that tangent of there's got to be a better way to keep it low-key and smoke yeah and portable and not smell like it right well, and the and these times we were talking about this a little bit on off the mic before this, but these times, it's crucial to know that like these were just emerging. I mean, you this didn't was, see this was even beforehand. Yeah, exactly. So this was like 2007, and this is so, like my first dab, right? My first dab, 2007. Homie comes over, and he this was my my homie that like my plug in Vegas at the time uh, grew the best sours i've ever smoked my whole entire life to this day um fucking i think about it all the time uh i don't know if it was just like whatever it was really fire uh and he brought over his little fucking rig with 
like a, the dab swings at the time, the titanium. They were like multicolored almost. They looked like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the swings. they had a bell get housing. Get it nice and red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you fucking torch it and then put the swing down. And he had this black ass honey oil. Oh, God. And uh, that was 2007. And I was 100% sure that was my last dab. I was like, fuck this. Fuck this. Spent an hour coughing, passed out on the couch, was like, <laughs> not functional, bro. And I was like, this is not for me. I used uh, to be like, can I taste blood? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I thought yeah, I was dying, bro. I thought I was dying. And I was like, okay, it's not for me. I'll, I'll stick with my weed, you know? And, uh, and I had experienced oil in the past. Uh, I had some Canadian friends, but they always like put it on their joints and shit. And they called it honey oil. And I didn't think of it as dabs or it was just like, oh, that's some like shit that you can only get in Canada that you'd put around a joint. It makes it burn for like an hour and a half. Right. Those were the fucking. So that, that was my first experience with, with oil. And, uh, and then the next time was in 2012 with, uh, with you. You, uh, you showed me, you know, I, I came there and you had the Atmos raw, right? I remember this. You were and selling them. You were flipping them. Yeah. Yeah. At one I would always, I learned that through your buddy, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if I buy 20 volcanoes, what can you do them for? Yep. If I buy 30 and then I would get people like, like palm tree, I'd be like, if you take 15, I can get them to you at this. And then I could buy 45. Yep. And we would figure out like, yo, you can flip these things and make 200 bucks. And it was the same with the Atmos pens because no one could get them at the time. Exactly. So if bro. I bought 50 of them, I'll it's get them like, to my network. It's like you could get them, but nobody knew about them. So you were putting people on, bro. Every person you showed one to, you were putting them on. And then you're like, and have you seen this wax right here? That goes ear inside wax. of it. This is your earwax, right? This <laughs> it was a mode to a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were we smoking at the time? Was it presidential Kush? Wax? Dude, the Prez, it bro. Was, huh? I, I do remember that now. God. Man, the Prez. What, what, what we had? Golden Goat, fucking Prez, Skunk, <laughs> skunk 44. Was oh. that it? Do you remember the skunk 44, bro? I told you guys I'm not lying. Yeah, we, bro. See, he's one of the original skunks. When people ask about skunk, he saw it when we were growing. Mm -hmm. Skunk 44. Bro, and, 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 I, and I think back to that, too. And I'm like, was it as good as I thought? Like, you know, when you like yes, when you was. first see something, right? And, and like it sticks with you, like that's like, oh, that's what I think about when I think about Sour D, too. It's like it sticks with me. But if I saw it now after smoking all the best shit in the fucking world, is it? You know, but it, it it leaves like a lasting impression in your head, right? That, that, that it's like nostalgic. It's probably like your first kiss or something too. Where yeah, you're like, dude. Man, that I remember. Man, my heart was beat. Yeah, if there's some something to it. But There's a little shit, bit of both. Man, that shit was fire, bro. I I, I loved it. Um, okay. And so we we sit down and I bring out the Atmos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Atmos, the Atmos <laughs> raw, and uh, man, you give that me, give that to me, and I took a hit, and everything changed for me. Then I was like. What the fuck is it? How does this work? Remember, I, I literally like I, I went I, I wanted you to break down everything about that thing for me. My mind was blown. And I was like, this is the fucking future, right? You can hide it. It's portable. You barely smell. Doesn't it. Doesn't smell. You're, and this was right around the time e-cigarettes were fucking blowing up, like the actual e-cigarettes with the juice. And it looked hella similar and everybody was smoking them everywhere. There was no bands on them indoors. So you were just fucking going wild. You could lie to the door guys at spots. You're like, it's a e-cig mm -hmm. at the time because they, it was yeah. people didn't know yet. Yeah. So then I started uh, adding that to my my uh, arsenal. I was picking up raws from you. 
uh, for a while. And then I think um, just, just flipping them, get putting people on, seeing people's reactions. And that summer I went to the world series of poker in Vegas. And at first I think I, I found out the, the micro G's at the time, the, the lipstick looking ones. Um, they're they, at the time that man, they were innovators, like both of them, uh, they were OGs in the space. Shout out to them. Like, cause without them, this industry would have never evolved. So, um, so we, uh, so I was, I was, I was selling those to the poker players and every one of them was just like, mind blown, mind blown, mind blown. And poker players were always really early, like early adopters. And they're, they're really, um, good at finding trends. They're really good at like seeing what's going to be relevant. And, and it's like a, it's a niche group who have, they come, you know, there's, there's really influential people that play poker. Um, I know you were talking that you play with Paul Pierce sometimes like, yeah, playing with like, you know, superstars. And I think we play with like Neymar and, and, and like crazy shit. Pele or like, I, I don't remember. Like there were so many, like you rub elbows with just it's like underground community. Yeah. I don't think people realize no, it, it's uh, the very tight knit dude. I, I was telling you about my boy and he's, he's big out back, back in Miami and then came out here and got big. And I'll just come and he'd be like, yo, you know, what's up? Let's smoke. Come by. I'm at, the, I'm at the game. You should come through. You know, and I go through over there and I'm like, oh shit, people don't realize like we're in a multi, multi-million dollar house in the hills, chef on site, security on site, girls giving all the players massages, you Food, know what I'm saying? Fucking like, weed they're smoking to smoke. Weed, they're drinking out. Like it's like a party that doesn't stop. Kinda. All inclusive. And I'm looking right? at one table and I'm like, you know, there's, there's people in there, you know, you see Irv Gotti, Paul, like, I don't want to name yeah, too many, but it's like, you know, he would even call me and be like, yo, Leonardo DiCaprio is over here. Yep. Like people you wouldn't think is like, yeah, I have a poker game. I'm I know like, people yeah. who are involved in the Molly's game shit. I love that movie. It, it, sure. It's, it's, it's pretty fucking wild. It's so a, it's a thriving underground community. Yeah, though. man. Cause I, yeah, the, the fish, you know, the big fish and like a whale or whatever, all the, tar- all yeah, the terms in the talk, right? And it's like, there's a lot of whales you wouldn't even realize. Oh, like, dude. dude, this guy's, you know, worth over a hundred million. He's in here throwing around a couple M's right now. Exactly. Like, and those easy. are the people, right? Those are the people who come to the game. They don't care, right? They're, they're no, the mark, get, essentially, yeah. right? In all the I games. Mean, you got so. a bunch of Jamies that pull up and start playing. Yeah, and they're yeah. getting staked by the guys who are <laughs> running the yep. game. It's yeah. really crazy to see. The more I watched my boy with that shit, I was like, bro, you guys are playing with Monopoly money. All the high rollers like, you see on TV, like, bro. Like, you know, some people know how to take and they're, they're, they're killing it, obviously, yeah. right? But a lot of people get caught in the life and that. And it's, it's very similar. It's, a t- it's tough. And a lot of people don't know. They only see like, oh, people winning, winning, winning. And they don't know that like half the time those people are winning, they have to pay that money right back to their backers because they've been in makeup for fucking two years. So the way it works in, in poker is if you're backed by somebody, let's say you lose 50K and then win 60, you're paying back that 50 and then splitting 10. So when you're playing 10K buy-ins and 20K buy-ins, that shit racks up really fast. And it's tough to get a fucking six-figure, seven-figure score. So a lot of these people who you think fucking are probably like rolling aren't. So, I mean, that's kind of like why I decided like enough with the traveling on somebody else's dime. I'm getting older. I need to fucking do something with my life. And that's when I decided to move back to, uh, to Florida at the time. And just, I didn't know what the fuck I, I was going to do. I was just looking, I knew 
I went to school to be an entrepreneur uh, for, I went to like the Kelly School of Business at IU, or I got into the Kelly School of Business, but I never went. Um, but for entrepreneurship, and I knew I wanted, I never wanted to work for anybody. I wanted to do something for myself. So I was like, look, I was selling these pens and, and the oil or whatever. And, and, uh, and I was just like looking for something to do. And I, and I was like, and it was staring me in the face the whole fucking time. I'm, I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, okay. This is what I need to do. And I was at the time I was looking for suppliers in China just for like anything I can get at wholesale and like kind of flip. Um, and I found vapes and I was like, oh, okay. Right. I could, uh, I can get these for X and sell or, you know, and sell them for Z, whatever, like, and, um, yeah, dude, I, I started getting them like, do you remember ego t ego c it was on everything is uh, i don't know if you remember those are like the batteries that they all the e-cigs ran on and um so i was just getting fucking samples and i was i was uh testing it out and i was like this is fucking sick and i was selling them but i couldn't sell them for what i was selling the other pens for because there was no branding nobody wanted an unbranded pen so i was like okay let me see where I could take this. I was like, I'm going to build a brand. And I was like, what's wrong with vapes? They taste like burnt fucking popcorn. Every time it, you're tasting this like burnt popcorn taste. So I'm talking to the suppliers and I'm like, yo, I need you to fucking lower the temperature. And they're like, we can't do it because it won't work. And I'm like, just do it and send it to me. I'll pay it. And if it doesn't work, I'll be the judge. Y'all don't feel you're burning fucking candle wax on that shit out there. I don't know what you guys are fucking testing that nicotine waxes at the time and shit. They didn't have anything to test it with. So they just send me a bunch of samples. It was called resistance. So you lower or you raise the resistance. If you raise the resistance, it lowers the temperature. If you lower the resistance, it raises the temperature. So I'd be like, raise the resistance, raise the resistance. Send me a resi every resistance. Oh, it's interesting. And they're telling me they can't do it. They can't do it. And I get them. They fucking work. And it's like, holy shit, the coils don't heat red hot, but it's still working. And I'm tasting all my dabs now. It's like the first low temp dab pen. And this was before, like, we, I was still heating my fucking, my banger red hot at the time, right? I didn't even realize, like, like that's, but I just knew that I was getting this electronic -y taste from the other vapes. I didn't know that it was like good to smoke low temp dabs. You know what I'm saying? It just happened randomly, but that's how the first low temp dab pen was fucking born. And, uh, that's what really like we went and, um, I got the samples. I had 40 K to my fucking name, 30 K of it went to an ad agency for, for, uh, branding and 10 K went into an order. And at the time I was, I was, uh, it was thinking about Mr. Dabber. That's, <laughs> And uh, yeah, and it was going to be Mr. Dabber and like Mr. Peanut, yeah, dude, it was, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to have the fucking, the oil dude, uh, the Tin Man from, from uh, Wizard of Oz be our fucking logo. Like it's going to be, I just had this fucking dumbass vision. <laughs> it, it evolves with every brand's like, that. and, uh, and um, so Sparks, Sparks was, uh, Sparky was uh, at my house one day. And I'm showing him the shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to talk to this ad agency. 
Mr. Dabber? And he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, what about Dr. Dabber? And I'm like, whoa. And he's like, double D, DD, that Dr. Dabber. And I was like, well, fucking Dr. Dabber. So that's all I fucking had. Dr. Dabber, no more ideas about fucking Mr. and Mrs. Dabber to oh, Tin Man. I was like, I went to this ad agency. I'm like, Dr. Dabber. And they're like, they're like this is going to be our product and we need, you know, everything else. And so 30K went to them and they did, you know, website logos, packaging, fucking shit like that. And the other 10K went to an order. And, and I literally went from fucking door to door with a handwritten note. <laughs> um, and I, and I got shop owners be like, yo, um, you know, my name is Jamie Rosen and, uh, I started this company, Dr. Dabber, and I just need you to give me a chance. Um, whatever you buy, if you don't sell it, uh, I'll buy it back from you. I'll give you your money back, whatever. Um, and, and uh, a couple people gave me a chance to, uh, the shop, uh, well-known shop in South Florida called Marley's. Um, they were our first like really big account to, to kind of give our trust to get, uh, you know, um, put their trust in us. Right. And so they gave us a shot and really like helped us get off the ground, but I'd be going to fucking Miami one day and I'd hit every shop in Miami. Right. And I'd walk into to shops and they'd be like, ah, oh, you're not Atmos. Get the fuck out of here. And I'd be like, what? what what the hell is that dude you know like and and that's just how it was it's a really like herd mentality in this industry so you get people like i i don't know um i guess you can think of it as like fashion industry back in the day like when people used to wear like nike or fila i like really back in the day like if you wore both you'd be, oh you fucking you know what i mean so it's like you pick one and kind of like i don't know it, it's it's, which is crazy because like that's so far from the truth today yeah anybody's yeah. closet has all those brands or yep. the majority exactly of competing brands you could fuck with a multiple a consumer, brands right there's layers of relatability and connecting you factors know good, that tie that to your identity like, yeah now it's buy, apple and samsung right yeah. no and that's a major statement yeah because even even for anybody if you're on apple and a fucking Android or, you know, something gets in the chat, chat goes green. They know what they're doing. Right. Changes the whole experience. <laughs> you can't use all these features now and uh, 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 and it just stop. And you're like, oh man, it divides the consumer for yep. sure. But that's interesting. I like, I, I mean, like you're right. Like the fashion industry now is like people fuck with multiple brands. It's okay. Right. It's like, like that, that's how I think it should be. Right. Like, uh, so that, that's, a, that was the herd mentality at the time. Those first shops you walk into, what's that like? The Nervous, first two bro. Yeah, Probably like hearts. my first podcast, dude. I'm like, <laughs> right. Like, uh, so it's gotta yeah. feel good though, to come in with a product. That's like, yo, we made this, this is ours, oh, dude. Even though you're getting turned down, you're like, it's you got that passion. <laughs> right. Like, we had our work. branded price list and business cards. And it felt like a real thing, dude. I was like, I'm a fucking you know, this is, this is really cool. And it was just like me going shop to shop for probably about six months. I made my way from Miami up to like, I think I went, made it as far as like uh, Gainesville. So I went from like, I hit like Miami, uh, every city until fucking Fort Lauderdale, every city until West Palm, every city. Like I would just, every day would do it different place. And, um, 
yeah, eventually people gave us a chance and it caught on and, and spread like a wildfire. And, um, eventually I was like, fuck, I need to bring people on. <laughs> so, um, at the time I was like six months in and I had, uh, I was just reaching out to people and saying like, yo, can you, can you help me start my business? I'm, I can't pay you. We're, you know, we're, we're going to put everything back into the company. Um, and, uh, but I'll give you a piece of the company and, you know, eventually if it takes off, like it'll be good for everybody. And everybody passed. It was, uh, a big commitment to make, to put your trust into somebody. How many people did you ask? Like in your close friend group and shit? Probably like, like three or four. You before. went to all the closest friends yeah. and shit that you, you yeah. felt like you would get a yes from? Yeah. Oh, well, I wasn't sure. Right. They weren't in the, like your best shot though. You're like, yeah. hey, let's see. Yeah. And a lot of people had other shit going on and, and shit like that. Like, you know, so finally I was like, man, I, I met this dude in Cyprus when I was there playing poker. Um, Oh, I'll go back into that. I would love to hear about <laughs> I was going to interject and be like, bro, when you had to move. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Like so back on that. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. We're digressing back now. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm, I'm going off before on you started Dr. Yeah, 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 exactly. Tell so. us a story. Um, Even how you moved to Cyprus. Like, mm. but that's like, I've never heard of anyone. Being Why like, you had to, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So I, I kind of went on like a fucking right. runway. No, we're going to cut off. We'll come okay. This is an interesting one. Okay. So, um, I was playing online poker professionally at the time. Like, uh, this was like three years after my come up living in Vegas, living in Vegas. I moved to Vegas, um, full time. I was playing in like, you know, pretty much Vegas was my home base and I'd travel all like the WPTs and I'd be playing online poker the whole time. <clears throat> and, uh, cause the world series series was there. They always had tournaments. It was a good place to be. They had cash games running, but I was always playing online. And then 2010, um, Black Friday happened. And um, Black Friday was, for anybody who doesn't know, is in April 2010, the, um, the um, what's the fucking, what the one that sees? Uh, FTC or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gaming FAA or something? Nah, it's... Uh, Fuck, can I look it up and then come back to that? Or is that? Yeah. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> but basically they came down. Yeah, yeah, So What did they say? They basically banned online poker. They banned online US. poker, right? So you went to the website one day. Money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they seized hella money. Shut down companies. Like, Dude, super messy. All our money was locked up. So Full Tilt Poker and Poker Stars at the time, um, everybody was locked up. You went to the website one day and there was like the government seal. This site has been seized. And basically like our livelihood was like ripped out from under us. And I'm like, fuck, I dropped out of school for this. Like, what am I going to do, man? And then everybody, like they started, there was like a companies started to get people like poker refugees to get them fucking overseas, find places that allow people fairly easily to get in. And I think at the time it was like, there was, um, I think there was three or four places where all the poker players kind of like split off to from the u.s i think it was like um i don't know vancouver uh what's that tax haven where people open up uh switzerland no it's panama? like it's uh some people moved to panama cayman islands no it's true. some like really 
small city in your small country in Europe or where I, I don't know, uh, Malta, Malta, that's where it is. Fucking Malta. Uh, so it was Malta, Cyprus, Vancouver, and like Panama, whatever. And so I ended up in Cyprus with a bunch of like the top poker players in the world, um, which was fucking crazy because it was a, a zero tolerance country. So if you got like caught with a joint you're going to jail bro like jail jail for a long time it's crazy there um and i was an everyday smoker so nothing changed i was still an everyday smoker so i found, obviously found a hookup in, in cyprus for 700 euros an ounce um which at the time was like a thousand usd um so i started putting tobacco in my joints and shit just to make it like go a little longer um and that's and, the culture out there too. Mm -hmm. I mean, spliffs. Uh, if if anybody knows this, every anyone from Euro from a certain period, even till now, is definitely spliffing it up. Oh, Tobacco's yeah. going in all those joints. Yeah, I, I thank God I stopped. I stopped that uh, when my son was born. I, I stopped smoking tobacco in general. Um, still hit the e cig every now and then, but but don't put it in my joints. Um, Maybe Doctor Dabra will start putting out e cig. <laughs> Hell. So, so you just packed up and moved. You were like, well, I got to do this now. Yeah, dude. I was always just kind of like, I'm going to follow my dreams. I, I like when I dropped out of school, like my parents were like, okay, you're on your own. I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'm going to fucking just like do it for myself. And I did. And then they accepted it. Right. And then they're like, supported me. And my dad was like my number one fan in poker. Right. It was really cool. Like he'd call me after him. Like, oh. like he'd just be amped up for me. He'd be watching my final tables online and be like, oh, hi. When I hit like a river card or something like that, he'd call me I'm like that. Fucking wait till the end of the tournament, you know, but he was like That's my awesome. biggest fan. And so That's my awesome. brother too, man, it was, it was, it was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I, um, I met my, uh, one of my homies in, in Florida was like, yo, you moved to Cyprus. I know this girl in Cyprus. Like what? You know a girl who lives like around me? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Let me introduce you. So I I met her. Um, her name is Marissa. She's and um, she introduced me to her brother, who was like the only other person in Cyprus who smoked weed. <laughs> so we'd be like smoking buddies. We'd get we'd be blazing, um, and uh, and 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 I'd be playing poker, and we'd go out with like the friends and shit. It was it was really a fun time. Um, and that came to an end and uh, I moved back to Florida and that's when this whole Dr. Dabber shit started. That is so wild though. Yeah. Like what, when, when the black Friday shit came down, were, was it like next week you guys left or like, what was it like for everybody? Yeah, it was, it was a really fucking fast process. Probably like within three weeks we were all out of there because we had no, like everybody was like fumbling to get the fuck out of there. So, and did you ever, did anyone ever see any of the money back? That they had in the accounts and shit like did anyone ever get people were like, selling their accounts for like 10 cents on the dollar to people that lived overseas yeah, yeah. guys were setting up server rooms yep. in other countries so you could play from a different country through that server room yep. and still be able to access your money or still be able to access like yep. a lot of i, I remember they this. were shutting yeah because that, that was i did that actually it wasn't three weeks that i take that back it was like a couple months because i was doing that for a while i remember and then they started shutting people down yeah oh they shit. realized the server rooms in cyprus but he's playing out of venue yeah. still yeah. logging in through the you know and they, yep. they, they man they were on it mm -hmm. bro 
And people had money in accounts that they had left in the account that got like, where can you imagine you have a quarter million dollars in your account or 150,000 in an account and the next day you go on to take it out and that's it. So yeah, and then you're moving and then you're like moving to Cyprus, which is super random. Fucking wild, bro. This, how, what was it like living out there? I don't want to skip over that part too much. Like what, how it, long did you stay out there? We were there for about a year, um, but we were always traveling to like, you know, uh, European events and shit throughout um what was that like like what are some places where you're like damn dude uh -huh. man i love australia melbourne australia is one of my favorite places in the world probably second to tokyo um i didn't do tokyo for poker i did tokyo uh you know when i traveled over to asia for for business but uh prague um <coughs> this thing's so dope <coughs> prague was awesome prague was <laughs> sick and uh also, times when I couldn't, you know, when I ran out of my Amsterdam shit. You ever remember, do you remember WeBeHigh.org? WeBeHigh.org? Yeah. No? No, no. So WeBeHigh.org was like a place where you can go and it had every city in the fucking world, essentially. And it would say, like, you'd click on Prague and it would say one out of five legality, what it is. And it would explain, like, what can happen possibly in uh if you get caught or like whatever then it would go down and say uh what the weed is like how much it costs uh where to get it so it'd be like go to this club make eye contact with the dude in the bathroom he'll open what oh yeah dude you could i think they still exist bro like you can pull it up right now and you can go to the site and anywhere in the world you can it'll tell you literally where to go who to look for it's like don't go here because they'll rip you off go here like it's 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 that's crazy it's dope, an essential dude. tool yeah so uh prog was cool because i knew exactly like where to get shit and and uh they're like if he touches your leg you're on the wrong side <laughs> <laughs> you went in the wrong club yeah you went in the wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's the left holy uh, hell i i like really like um uh italy uh i didn't love venice but i i liked um a San Remo and Monte Carlo was really fucking dope. They're right around the Monte Carlo Grand Prix. So that was like, it, it's sick, man, out there. What a life though. You, yeah. because of chasing your passion, you've seen the whole world. <laughs> oh yeah. You've been able to trap, whether it's with poker or whether it's with Dr. Dabber, you've been able to Japan, China. I mean, everywhere in between. Yeah. I got up to like 12th in the world ranked online before I had to fucking get out of there too. So uh, before you left Cyprus, uh, yeah, before I, yeah, exactly. 12th wow. in the world. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking yeah. impressive. And that's when poker was at an all time high too, bro. Like all time high. Yeah, that was like, yeah. Post moneymaker. Boom, man. That was like televised. I was on TV fucking, I don't know, five, six times back in the day. Cause I was like ESPN final tables. It was crazy. It was a crazy time playing credit card roulette and shit. Credit card roulette. Dude. I'll never forget <laughs> you telling me those stories. I have never heard that until I met you, bro. I try to, I, I try to bring it. No, no one fucks with credit card roulette unless you're like a heavy gambler. <laughs> I do, but I always fucking lose. Man. It's like, or I'll be sitting someone with, I'm like covering theirs too. And they put their card in and I'm just like looking like, damn, man, like I got two to one. Bro, I remember like, going I to a meal with 12 people with my last $1,500 in my account and losing a fucking credit card roulette for $1,200 and be like, what am I going to do, man? Fuck. And then like went naked, get another win for fucking. Explain to people what credit card roulette is so they know. Okay. Credit card roulette is 
when you take at the end of a meal, you take your cards and you put it into a pile and then somebody shuffles them under the table and you'll say, stop. So it'll be three cards in there and you'll say two, two safe. So then you take it out and two safe. The next one says one pays, top pays. So the top card pays for the whole meal. So you have like a, you know, a 30%, 33% chance of getting a free meal or a, 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 you have a 33% chance at losing at paying for the meal and you have the uh, 66, whatever, 67% chance at, at getting a free meal. So it's like, I love it. It's a gamble. It's fun. You're going and you're getting, yeah. someone's getting pasta. The other person's getting like a lobster and steak dinner. And you're oh, like, yeah. this motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it don't matter. You're hungry. You're hungry now. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Shit. I just lost that. Uh, it's a fun lifestyle, but it does, it's not sustainable. Like it gets old, man. Living out of a suitcase and fucking, but it, it's it's really fun. That part, man. yeah. That yeah. part. In Vegas, I lost in K one speed and had to buy these fools all dinner and shit. Nice dinner too. We <laughs> yeah. went. We were gonna go somewhere cheap, great. and then he, this dude don't eat cheap, so we went somewhere nice. <laughs> yeah. and it was fire. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like a good meal. Yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation, and guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it, and guess what? There's a reason because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that preserving terps and that's why we're here with sunshine facility advisor facility manager overall the man with drip hydro listen to why it's different man what's going on guys sunny here with drip hydro thing is at the end of the day we just wanted to make a simple clean cost effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now nobody uses really our chelation formulas uh the micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again and overall at the end of the day it's still really light on your wallet it's a five-part nutrient line and again if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something you don't even have to run flow with it so at the end of the day it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of terps back we wanted to bring the terps back and bring the soul back to growing versatility cost effective and quality i mean what else can you ask for drip hydro first smoke of the day black leaf approved peace yo we're right here at downtown la at the grow generation where the pros go to grow and if you didn't already know whether you come in store like us or you go shop online growgeneration.com use the code first smoke 10 and they're going to give you a 15 percent off your already discounted price make sure you come check it out come check out the drip hydro and everything else we appreciate you guys and you already know inside yo what's up first smoke family want to take a second to remind you guys we appreciate your support for hopping on the patreon it's patreon.com fsotd we got brand new shows that have been hitting they're exclusive to patreon you won't see them anywhere else make sure you get on patreon support the show join the family we got in-person events and much 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 more this is a real community and we show a lot of love and also shout out to dr dabber we got a lot of things we're about to unveil, a lot of things we're about to roll out. Go get you an excess. That's what me and Biggs are smoking on. We're smoking that excess, Dr. Dabber excess, and use code FSOTD for 15% off, drdabber.com. We appreciate you guys. Peace. Yeah, sure. we got a dope video from Vegas when we came out yeah. to see you, and then we went to the K1 Speed, and all of us are racing, and we got the cameras on the helmets, and yeah. bro, we fucking, got some cool vlogs for that. And the UFC people there, too. That's fucking dope. Sean me, yeah, Sean 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 yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah, he's yeah. a cool dude. It was, dope. it was dope, man. Being in Vegas was tight. Yeah. Um. So you come back from Cyprus. 
what's going on in your mind coming back? Like, did you change your game plan at that point? Or were you like, I had no game plan. I had no game plan. Did you go back to Florida or Vegas? Uh, I went back to Florida. So the first few people, you know, you got your nose. When did you, when did it start working for you that people were like, yeah, I'll take some equity. I don't need any money right now. I'm in this for the long game. Yeah. So uh, I reached out to uh, Pant, who's my smoking buddy in Cyprus. And I was like, yo, I'm starting a dad pen company. And he's like, what's a fucking dab, dude? And I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, it's this concentrate and it's like, it's like weed, but like, you know, it's concentrated weed, man. It's like, it's crazy. You got to come. And, uh, I'll get, I was like, I'll give you, you know, a, a percentage of the business and, and, um, and, uh, and I'll fly you in and I'll pay for your fucking rent and I'll buy your food and, I can't pay you, but I'll, but I'll like buy you shoes. Cause he was a huge sneakerhead at the time. I'll buy you like a pair of sneakers a week. <laughs> so kind of just like, Straight. yeah. Uh, Appeal to and the, and he's like, sneakered up. Yeah. he's like, when's he's like, my flight? Really? Yeah, dude. Well, why him, James? <laughs> why him? Because you just oh. felt like he was a good businessman. So or? yeah. So he ran his, his parents, uh, coffee business in Cyprus. So I knew that he knew business and I didn't like, I knew, I knew how to like hustle, but I didn't know how to manage a team and and like set expectations and kind of like be how to be a boss how to like a leader uh, i hate the word boss though it's yeah. a leader because it's like to be a boss tell people what to do you still cannot know what to do yeah exactly a leader you know? well and no one likes a leader boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so look leader. i've done these tasks i'm gonna train you guys we're gonna be a team everyone's absolutely no oh, we're dude we're a family at dr Dabber. exactly it's like everybody like I think right now the average person has been there for fucking five years or something like that. It's, and and that's average with like new people because most people are there since we moved to Vegas in 2016 or yeah, December, 2015, 2016. So um, yeah, we have like a really tight knit group. Um, and yeah, I would say a leader is a good word because I, you know, like that's, that's my team and I'm nowhere without them, bro. Like they literally like, I, I could only help to like a certain extent. And then it, it was beyond me, way beyond me. And people come and give me credit and they're like, oh, you did. I'm like, yeah, no, my fucking team is, is really responsible for where we are today. Right. You know, I, I helped getting to point B and now we're like going on, you know, Z and, and, and I, yeah, there, there's many pieces to the puzzle. So, so Pan says, where's my flight? Where's my flight? So he met me in Denver for champs was the first time he literally met me there and I fucking picked him up at the airport and I had a fat ass blunt at the time. I think I was smoking blunts and uh, I rolled up a blunt and I, and I uh, got him in the car. I'm like, here, he's like, he's like, I can't smoke that. He's like, I've been smoking a pinch of fucking weed, uh, uh, you know, like, <laughs> oh uh, shit! and, uh, no, he did smoke it and he fucking, you know, he, he had a, he had a moment and he's like, I can't smoke those big blunts. And he, and eventually like he, he moved in, he moved into, uh, being able to like smoke Americanized sized portions of weed. Uh, but he met me there and he didn't have a clue about like what we were doing at first. And he's like, I'm just here for it. And he was like essential. I mean, he's, he's still essential. He's a huge part of the business right now. And, and he's a huge part of why we're here where we are today. Um, he's really good at, at like, um, 
keeping the group tight and, and, and kind of like, I don't know, he, he's a really good manager, right? Overall. So, uh, he, he helps a lot. Yeah. And, and that was a great first employee or partner, not employee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a partner. Yeah. It's a partner. So, um, did you just, you and him rock the, that champ show or like, uh, what yeah. was that first show? Yeah, was that was, your first show? Yeah. It was just me and him. And I think, no, I think Spark. I don't remember. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, we, I don't remember that actually. I can't recall, but, um, it was, uh, it was our first show ever. And it was like five months in somebody told me like, you got to do trade shows. So I was like, okay, I'll look at every fucking trade show. I started setting up, you know, champs was the big one too. Huge. It was huge. Yeah. It's still, it's still really, it's the biggest. Um, so he met me there and we, we started, uh, started off and it was just, yeah, just us. And we grew the company to, you know, where we thought we were like packaging shit. We were packing all the bags in the fucking garage of our apartment. Like everything was in the garage and, um, packing up packages. I'd go wait online at the, uh, at the post office every day. I'd be sitting there with a box and the box, get bigger, then it'd be two boxes then it'd be five boxes. Then it'd be, and, and one day I went to the, the, the window and she's like, you know, you can have a truck, pick it up. And I'm like, Oh, what? word okay cool and, but like i we got to that point where where we had enough volume where like i didn't have to be waiting online every day but it was just us and and uh and then we're like okay we need a bigger boat right so we got a warehouse and then it's like okay well now we need you know somebody to help us in the warehouse and it's like okay first employee um so i found you know one of my buddies but like it, it was always like yo, who's, who's going to help? It's like, it's not like we're going to put out an application or like a job description and wait for that. It was like, Oh, who, who's going to, who are we going to bring in? And, uh, and we got, uh, Andy who's, uh, we call him toughy cause we did a, a Facebook fucking rapper generator name for him and his tough daddy. So the name toughy <laughs> stuck. <laughs> um, and, uh, he was our first em- employee and now he's operations manager, Dr. Dabber. Um, also has a, a small piece of Dr. Dabber as well. Um, because, you know, just take care of the people who are, who are there f- for us along the way. Um, and yeah, he's still with us. That's 10 year. We're going on 10 years this year. Damn, yeah. man, congrats. Yeah, yeah, thank you. First legacy milestone 10 wild. years. I mean, and that's wild. when you really like you're a footprint, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like people remember it. it it's, it, and, and, and where we kind of came from to where we are now, where the industry is now, it's, so cool to see because i mean we kind of i would say kind of paved the way for the industry the first low temp dab pen that kind of expanded people tried to replicate make better whatever cool innovation drives innovation i'm i love competition that fuels us to make another thing that's better that makes somebody else make something better right so um just how industries are born but 2000 14 was the butter cutter first loaded a uh, heating loading tool right there's many now um shout out to we dave. made the mistake <laughs> shout out to dave, dave, shout dave. Out dave. yeah, yeah dave, absolutely man. i hope you still ain't smoking a mosquito legs man <laughs> <laughs> if you really knew how essential part of dave like and and certain people know who we're talking about but dave was the originator of some of the 
gnarliest strains in central florida oh, like yeah. i mean some of the best strains i ever grew that like the homies i look up to ever grew came straight from dave he the grapefruit if anyone smokes grapefruit in central florida that came from the homie the real grapefruit what's his last oh, i'm just saying. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. No, but like, I mean, bro, so many strains that Dave yeah. had that the Elvis, the like, I mean. That was a skunk. That was a skunk 44. This is so, so many strains where we'd be like, what is this? The, the DJ blueberry, Short Blueberry. The blue, uh, that was Palmer. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> that, that shit was, and the juicy. Fuck. Bro, the juicy fruit. Like, God. I mean, so many strains came through this little crew where like Dave was an essential. And then I, and then just sitting there and him having this idea and like you guys being able to, yeah. you guys were friends and you guys now were like, yo, let's do something together. And what, 15, 12 years later, yeah. you're still like, we're working on V2 right now. So, bro, yeah. And your it's first employee dope, yeah. is there that long, is still with you. Yeah. It says a lot about you and your company, bro. And really so does. is our third employee or our second employee as well. And our third, um, yeah and our fourth as well like yeah we had uh we have like a very strong team um Wait, so where to go from uh tough daddy so yeah from Tuffy. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Tuffy, shout out to Tuffy. Yeah. i see you yeah so um we were we were traveling to uh trade shows all the time we were like okay florida may not be the place for us right we we were there for i think two and a half three years we were uh, at the at the point we brought in a graphic designer, but he was he was not in house. Um, finally, like later on, obviously we have that <laughs> a lot more than that. Um, but yeah, we we uh, we decided like let's figure out where we're gonna fucking go. And obviously, like the logical place would be like L.A. because the scene is popping. Um, you know, a major city. But having been li having lived in Vegas half the trade shows are in vegas or kind of around it it's a good kind of hub and it was like okay well let's go to vegas i know i know it food's fire good entertainment convenient 15 minutes to drive anywhere in the fucking city you don't see the strip if you're off the burbs like there's there's a lot of benefits in my opinion at the time cost of living was really cheap there you can get like a nice big house and i i, I to me it's still one of the best places. i've been everywhere and it's still one of my think top places to live in the united states um i don't know that i want to raise a f like keep my kids there long term but but we'll see um uh but yeah we, we decided vegas was the place so we moved to vegas and i remember that there was this head shop next to the palms called mr bills and there was always this dude in there that really fucked with us he he was like super cool um and I, and I went in there and I was like, yo, do you want to work for us? Do you want to, do you want to come and, and like, you know, be our first kind of employee? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And he came and, and that's, that's the shaman. He does all of our lives now. That's Daniel. Um, he's worked his way up. He was working in the warehouse with Tuffy at the time. He worked his way up from warehouse to warehouse manager. Now he's head of sales. <laughs> He really like is a, he 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 tries just to learn and learn and learn and learn and learn. He never stops, and he's he's just like a gem of a human being. And and he uh, yeah grew with the company. He was a first, and he recommended people um, for you know to bring on like his friends and like. And he brought in uh, Chase, and now Chase is our head of customer service. 
um, to this day. He he's like, you know, he's the reason why we are like where we are today. Because uh, our customer service has won awards, we have a no questions asked warranty. We do all repairs in house. He handles that. Like we have, I think like four point six um, on Trustpilot, or four point six like stars out of like thousands and thousands and thousands of reviews. We have a A plus Better Business Bureau rating. Like you don't find that in uh, in the vape industry. We have well, so. I'll get into this, but we have like a very low uh, failure rate percentage now. But when Chase started, we didn't. We were dealing with the same issues as electronics that we were just kind of like dealing direct with, you know, our manufacturers. We didn't have anything like engineering wise. Um, so Chase was handling all the customer service and just making shit right with everybody. And we'd give a lot to, to you know, to get a customer to, to like, it's electronics shit happens at the time it was like you're putting oil in a fucking electronic device <laughs> obviously eventually it's going to fail because it's not made for that uh, it, it's just like parts put together for that right at the time so they didn't last a lot, very long but we'd just make it right with all of our customers it's like we'd give up uh a profit on a customer just so he would like he'd go give a ten, tell 10 people like yo Dr. Dabber fucking gave me a replace my vape pen when it failed. And, and, uh, that kind of like sp the word spread, right? It's like, it's like we, they'll tell a hundred people if, if, if we don't, right? <laughs> like if that shit failed and, and we didn't do that, like they tell a hundred people, they'll tell 10 if, if, if we replace it, which is cool, but they'll tell way more people if they don't fuck with us, right? So we always know that like customer service number one always. Um, so that's really what the business was built on with Chase at the fucking helm. Um, so that was employee number four or that were employee three. Yeah. And it just keeps a bit build. So you guys, you move the team out to Vegas and it starts to just go as far as you, you have a sales guy. Now you have customer service and, and then how do you bring on your engineer where things start to really change? Okay. So, um, Cause this is when it becomes like a yeah. big company and hold, yeah. hold on first when you, cause I know, I know I watched this, this kind of happen. Um, you were obviously pretty exclusive to Florida in the beginning. How did you grow the sales outside of the state with you brought in these people and like, how, what did you it guys It was all do? trade shows. It was all, all trade, trade shows, shows at first. Yeah. So you grind, and I, I remember you were, you were, you, you guys grinded every single every fucking show. trade show. Every show. Yeah. We started seeing you guys there yeah. when like, well, we would when, just be at them randomly and be like, oh shit. Fucking Dr. Like, Dabber. <laughs> and we were yeah. like, damn, like, so it's, you know, we saw that kind of firsthand, like that was your, that was your stick in, mm -hmm. the, in the game. And so just straight trade shows. Did you ever get... I remember maybe we talked about like call centers and stuff like that, like kind of reach nah. out program or anything. No, nah, I never, never. I wanted it always to be authentic. Yeah. Right. I, I never wanted to deal with fucking yeah. call centers or people spamming people. Um, what happened was uh, we signed an exclusive. So at first it was just me like, you know, contacting people and shit. And we signed an exclusive distribution agreement with um vape world which was aaron's company at the time and, and and the story behind that is pretty funny too because i went to them when we first started and they laughed us out the door i thought like oh he's my homie he's definitely gonna pick up my product and i went to him i'm like yo i got this product and he's like cool where's it where's it being sold like, 
no, nowhere. It, like, this is the product. This is the branding. Like, you're the distributor. He's like, I, I don't want, like, do something with it and come back to me. I don't want it. Like, a year later, they're banging our door down. Like, they're like, we want to be exclusive, right? So, so we got locked up in an exclusive, dis, uh, an, an exclusive agreement. And, um, and it kind of changed the, the vibe with with kind of other our old retailers they were getting into newer stores but they weren't taking care of our older customers and shit so that was like you know it, it was it was kind of like a bad look at the time right and and they were but they were putting up numbers right it was it was they were putting up numbers at first and and things were good um but then they started picking up more brands and more brands came into the space and shit started getting diluted and they weren't putting up the numbers that they said they were going to put up. And we kind of like, we're still in this agreement and we were like, couldn't do shit about it. And it's a good learning process time. A lot of learning. Yeah. This is with someone you fuck with. Yeah. Everybody's organic. Everyone in the company, it's like my homie's well, it's friend. important for people this. to know it wasn't just some random yeah. distribution. Mm -hmm. deal. It's like one of your right hand homies. Oh yeah. And it's important to know that like, you know, this was like someone you knew really well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the deal wasn't with like some, but they were corporate as fuck. Company. They were corporate as fuck at the right. time, right? So it wasn't about the homies. It, there was no, there was no homies at the time, right? It was like, it was all business with them. They, they are fucking kind of cutthroat, like yeah, you know. So, um, lawyered up. We weren't. Uh, we were in a kind of like fucked up deal where they weren't putting up the numbers, but we couldn't sell it ourselves. So that was like, that was kind of a weird, weird point for us. So we got out of that deal. Finally, we were able to start building a sales team and kind of get that, that personal feel back. Um, so, but never call centers or anything like that. And then we built a team and that's where Daniel's head now. Like he's heading that team. How do you get out of a bad deal or a deal? That's not, let's just say a bad deal. Let's how do you get out of a deal that is not working anymore? You wait for it to finish. If you have nothing, no way out. It was like being, it's like, you hear about like in the music industry all the time they sign with the record label the record label doesn't fucking put out their shit and and they're stuck in this deal and then they they go out and then they boom after that because they have like you know room to grow get you some skittles bud <laughs> <laughs> this dude over here dabbing top tier skittles i can smell it through the whole room this is kiwi uh Kiwi pie. Oh, nice. West Coast. Yeah. Jesus. That, that flame. <laughs> that, that flame. We're all smoking heavy. You're simply doinks. You got over Dude, there. We got fire. the heady heads yeah. joint here. You got the, we're passing around the Dr. Dabber with some absolute flame rosin. How much money they gave you, man? Sell it. <laughs> Shout out the I'm first so smoke of the day family <laughs> reunion. For real. No, Bro, what a fucking show that Bro. was. You guys absolutely crushed it, dude. Crushed it. Capacity. I have to crowd. look at people and make sure they're serious when they keep saying that because I'm like, dude, like, and then, and then the I fucking video people, came like, on. It's a start. It's a start. <sighs> like, because you know, we got grand aspirations. Like, I mean, you catch feel, up with these visions is going to take a lot. Bro, I heard that. I heard people saying, like, oh, I was just at this venue and I didn't know it could hold this many people. Like, it, it, it's pretty cool. And then that video that came up, it was kind of epic, bro. That shit was tight. You know, I, oh, I really yeah. shout out to it. Cody, man. Dude, he fucking, whipping, he, he, that's his specialty. Killed it. Killed we had a fire dancer. We had a, I mean, a, the, the absolute best flame in the building, dude, all awesome. bosses too. Like 
dudes from other states. You're seeing people from all over the country who flew in and they all run brands or have shops or, you know, just heavy in the industry and love the industry. It was an awesome meeting place. It was one of the best events I've ever been to just as a, a spectator. It was dope, man. It yeah. was awesome to have you there too, I, I cranking out Doctor Dabber Dabs. Yeah, I'm. I'm real. I was stoked to be there, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, nah, it was awesome. Shit. So, you know, you're you're getting into the three, four employees now, and we were talking a little bit about distribution, and you're stuck in this deal. Feel like you're kind of your company's locked up. You're like, we locked got up. you can't buy more units. You can't sell the ones you got. You're right. just like, what do you do at that point? Well, we develop new shit and we fucking put it on the burner until we're out of this deal. We're like, okay, let's fucking build, man. Let's, let's build. Um, 2015, we came out with the first uh, e-rig, the first electronic rig, the Boost. Um, that was literally the first da- electric dab rig ever on the market. Okay. Um, that's what they were selling. So... I think at the time competitors started popping up, right? Um, so we were like, okay, let's. Uh, we hired a marketing director, so we had we had a, a, a few a few more employees at the time. I think we had like seven or eight employees. My marketing director was uh, was uh, like, oh, I'm. He was from the oil and gas industry beforehand. He's like, I know a, a bunch of engineers in the oil and gas industry. So I was like, okay. He's like, they work on like electric or not electric uh they work on fucking um the carriers in the ocean like the 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 rigs the oil rigs right they that's what they do he's engineering for that so we hit him up and we're like yo we want you to design a vaporizer for us he's a 70 year old dude (laughs) he's like oh what (laughs) from texas oh what you know and uh we're, (laughs) we're like we want we want you to uh, make a vaporizer for us, and, and and this is what we want. And he's like, you know, I I, I'm, he, I make oil rigs, and and uh, this is this will be cake, you know. Like, uh, okay, cool. What do you have? Like, he's like, have you ever thought about induction? And I'm like, what's induction? It's like induction heating is where magnetic waves heat your product. He's like, we can probably achieve our temperatures within like one percent range and heat up in two seconds, three seconds. I was like, that is sick. So I was like, let's, let's, let's go. And, um, and at first it was like, he had sketches and it was like this big box and it was like, okay, like, uh, we we had no industrial designer at the time. It was just like us, like, uh, let's, let's change some shit. And, and, um, and that's why it's not like the prettiest, it's the best functioning unit on the market. I'll put everything behind that heats up in three seconds has 25 heat settings on advanced mode. It has, uh, has crystal settings. You can put, there's no atomizers whatsoever. Uh, it, it only will heat. So the way induction works is magnetic waves power uh, like metal, right? So anything metal that goes into this magnetic wave heats up. But if there's no metal, it doesn't heat up. Like you could put your finger in it when there's no dish in it. It's just like glass chamber. You could put your finger and press the button and it won't go on because it knows that there's no metal in there. So it, that if there's metal in there, it heats up. That's what it does. So um, we have, I think, like six different inserts, ALN, SICK, 
uh, sapphire, uh, quartz, smooth ceramic. There's just like endless, endless possibilities because it all just, it's a cup that sits in a metal dish. The metal dish heats up to a specific temperature within, you know, three seconds with a, cer with a ceramic dish on standard mode. But if you go into uh, crystal mode, it takes more time to heat up the dish within the dish. Um, so that takes about 20 to 30 seconds to heat Heats up from all sides. Uh, just from the sides. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So, um, but it heats up everything that's within it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so if it's in it, like everything will heat up, the bottom will get there eventually, but everything is like to the point, like to the point temperature wise. Um, but that thing, it will last for over a hundred hits per, per charge. Um, has a two year, no questions asked warranty. We have a, a under 1% failure rate on the switch, which is like unheard of for any electronic. Um, I think the standard is 2.5. And I mean, like all of our products are under two and the switch is under one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so our engineer came on and he had an assistant engineer who is helping him develop the switch who is now our chief you know engineering uh, you know officer like I don't, I don't know what we're actually like but he's he's our um, chief technology officer no cto no I, I, I we, we gave him a some we gave him a title the other day uh i can't remember but it was i think it spelled out like cop <laughs> <laughs> um but he handles all of our like now he's like our our main dude. Um, so they, they made the switch and then we made the Evo and then we made the excess. And now every item that we have right now is proprietary, right? We have patents on everything. So the, uh, right now we have a patent pending for our induction heating, right? The induction heating and a vaporizer. Um, for the Evo, we have the quick connect adapter, which is essentially like a shotgun or like a blow off valve, right? You know, like on a, on a car when it releases the blow off valve, right? So this is like, uh, like old school carb, right? Like you're, you're, you want a fucking hard ass hit, you're, you hit it and then you can dictate the direction of like how much smoke you're getting in. So you can get like a straight shot. That's the Evo. And then uh, the excess is, uh, has a thermocouple built in. So it's uh, into the atomizer. So within like, 1% range on temperature on, on this small device. So that's our first nano e-rig. But yeah, our engineers are fucking rock star. And since then we've brought on, I think, three more engineers, industrial design. Um, so yeah, that's where, that's where we're at now. Wow, it's impressive, man. Talk about being a company for 10 years and how many times you thought, damn, this is it. I'm really going to have to have this talk with everybody I just gave equity to and probably say that like we, we might go under because you know, this is, it's the truth yeah. for everybody. Uh, yeah, there was that's probably been on the journey at least and got to make it this far because yeah. 10 years in one brand. Congrats, bro. Not many made it 10 years. That yeah. I, I can go into uh, a couple like for the, first of all, if we have so many roadblocks, I mean, still, so, uh, when we first started, uh, I think we had, you know, 15K after our first, something like, I don't know. It was all, we were taking PayPal at the time. 
and PayPal locked up our money. And they said, you can't touch your money for, I think it was like 180 days or something like that, something crazy. And it was like all of our money. And we're like, okay, well, fuck, what do we do? Thank God, like my mom lent us some money at the time, it was not a lot. And we, we were able to like, you know, build for, from that, like that was almost number one. Um, but not, not big events along, but along the way, we've been shut down by credit card processors, um, uh, advert. We're not allowed to advertise on any social media. We're not allowed to advertise on, um, on YouTube. Uh, we get like, we're classified as, uh, a nicotine delivery system. So we have to pay crazy taxes. Like they almost, we gotten packages seized, uh, for, you know, coming in. So it's like, they can't pick. They're like, you're paraphernalia. You're, you're this. We get, um, there, there's just a lot of roadblocks, um, but you have to overcome them. And uh, I think another time was uh, I I decided at a certain point uh, I was dealing with with these factories and 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 they weren't like complying with a lot of the shit. Like, so I was like, I could do this better. I'm going to open up a factory in China. <laughs> so I went out to China and I, and I opened so a funny. factory, bro. <laughs> <laughs> though that's your passion you're like nothing's gonna stop this oh, train yeah. and I, I just do like you know i kind of i mean i i have a team i consult with like we decided it's a good idea we move on it now but i'm uh, in the past i've been impulsive and i'll, I'll go through with what like, was that like that experience like starting a factory in china wild man it's it's wild What'd i have learned through that not to do it yeah there's making. no accountability um mm. so so the same shit that was happening was was happening to us but there was no one to hold accountable besides us so we'd lose like a ten thousand unit order or something like that time was was big um i think that was like 2016 2017 um and uh yeah, dude, we, we, we lost like a big ass order and there was no one to hold accountable besides ourselves. And, and, and then I, I shot, I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. I lost a lot of money in that. And, uh, and then just partnered with a really good factory. And if there's any issues, everything is held accountable. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good partnership now. So. Damn, that's great. Talk about like, cause I, I remember during these times too, um, if we were talking or you would talk, whatever, you'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, Jamie's in, in China right now. So his sleep's all fucked up or anything. Like, yeah. talk about those first trips going out there and like how you guys found your manufacturing. Oh, you know what it was? We would ask you so many questions because we had the t-shirt brand at the time. Clothing. Flagrant. Line. Exactly. Flagrant? Flagrant. Exactly. Bro. Yeah. Flagrant. No, flagrant flashing, right? Or was we it? had flagrant and then we realized some fucking guy. It's another good, a good it's lesson. A hell of a story. Yeah. There was another company that was like based in New York who had the, the name flagrant and what? they had trademarked it. Right. And they were doing like cartoony stuff or whatever, whatever it was. Right. And so us trying to be like legit business, this is another good lesson is like, we could have easily just done that. We could yeah. like, we like just become bigger. Yeah. Like if you really want a name or Bro, you guys, shit, you dude, just become I fuck bigger. with you guys so hard when you guys were, it was flagrant fashion. It was like the two F's bro. Yeah. 
Yeah. Back to back, dude. I love that yeah. branding, our first, man. That our logo, first brand together. That logo was fire. The clothes were fire. The Obama shirt, man, the fucking fire. That <laughs> man, the Obama shirt. That was a good one, bro. Oh, man, Him smoking a joint. Yeah. It said, "Excuse my flagrance." Yeah, dude. The, uh, excuse my flagrance. Yeah, with the grow scene. Yep, I that love that shirt, shirt bro. But I really. You know what that was? It was. It's like your journey into China. It's the same thing for we, us. We were on the hunt though for clothing manufacturers and shit, and like we didn't know yeah. what to do or this and that. So I remember we would often discuss your journey and be like, man, maybe we should ask him like, cause you're, you were out there sourcing oh, yeah. to get these made. So talk about that a little bit. Like, cause I know a lot of people and a lot of people that start something or whatever, they think about that. Like, damn, I, what, what would it be like to go out there and figure it out? So it was, it was after like a, a couple of years of dealing with them. I just felt like I needed to make my way out there, show face. Uh, I, I felt like I was like, you know, probably a big part of their business as well. And, um, I, you know, I decided to go out and just be more kind of a part of the manufacturing process. And that's when we were designing, like the, before our engineer came on, like the Aurora, which or the aura, which turned into the Aurora. Cause we got sued by a fucking Dominican cigar company, bro. Like get the fuck out of here, man. A cigar company like it, dude, no one's confusing our product with a cigar, right? So we had to change our name. That, that's another roadblock, right? Yeah. Getting sued for fucking stupid names that have nothing to do with our name and having to like change shit. Like, okay. So, uh, but I'd go out there and I'd deal with directly on, I'd be like hands-on with all the production before I brought on my engineers. So I always wanted to be like, like kind of more hands-on when I was, I was on, when I was uh, in, in the US, I was playing poker during the day. When I first started, I was talking to China on Skype from like 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Then I'd sleep till like 11 and go play poker. And then I'd go on Skype. And so it was good to like be in there, be hands-on, be in the factories during their daytime and um, be on the same schedule with them. So it was, it was cool to experience. And, and I, I still... I have a trip planned soon. Um, I, I haven't gone three years because of COVID, but yeah. Fucking A. What's your favorite thing when you travel over food. there? The food? Food, man. Uh, yeah. I'm a Do you have man. a specific spot that you're like, when I've been Yeah. To? Yeah. There's, there's a spot that has these barbecued oysters and Chinese barbecues. Amazing. Yeah. In what part of China? Do you mind saying that? Uh, I'd rather not say, because okay. uh, it's, it's, it's a part that there's not. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's proprietary. That's IP at this point. Yeah. Well, well, there's a lot, a lot of the shit happens in one area, which is where we used to deal with. Oh, so at the time I was going to Shenzhen. I could say that there, yeah. that's where everything was made at the time. Yeah. Um, what's but, that area like? Just like as if for someone visiting, is it like super main, like no, very industrial. Yeah. Very industrial. Yeah. Uh, very fast paced though. Things are open late, kind of like you know good food if you the first time of sketch I'm not gonna lie when i went and, and i was eating food there I, I was i was super sketch and then i've been way more open-minded when i go there um but my favorite part is food i i i'm a huge foodie um i do my research for like a month before i go out to china i'll go on their yelp like their version of yelp and i'll line up all the fucking restaurants i want to go to uh but yeah that's it it's it's, it's like food factory sleep on there and i'm just one track mind um is, is to like you know keep shit moving forward favorite part of china to visit uh just on some vacation macau. shit macau yeah 
Oh yeah, yeah the gambling scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Uh, it, it, it's just crazy, man. That's something you just hear about. Yeah, like, yeah, it's wild. There's it's like, like there's, Vegas on steroids, or what? It, like, it's, it's it looks like Vegas on steroids, but it's dead. Really, wow, no really? one there. That's even trippier. It's wow. a weird ass. Imagine going to Vegas and no one there, dude. It's weird, bro. You walk through an empty casino, casino you're like, bro. Where are the people? Yeah, dude. Because I think because no one has money. I don't think like you're allowed to go as a China. Yeah, uh, you're not, a Chinese uh, yeah. citizen. You're not allowed to go. You're not allowed to go. You're and it's in China. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, is it in an area where there's a lot of wealthy people living, or is it in an area where no, it's a yeah, poor area? Yeah, that's what I, think I was they speak Portuguese that. there. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Cool place. So yeah, it's so, cool. It's it, it, it's but it, but it's just like so. A, is it just event based? I guess uh, the events going there, like well, yeah. When, I, I mean, I guess your so. Your favorite place to go? Why is it just I, they have good cash? They had good cash games at the time, uh, but yeah. and and like I've only been to a few places. And oh, actually, like my favorite place is Hong Kong, but it's not yeah. a part. It's I don't think it's necessarily right. Yeah, or but I guess it region. is now. So it is. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, Hong Kong is my favorite place. Macau's cool. What's because I can Kong play poker like? there, but I I haven't played poker in five years now. So wow. Yeah. So this. Wow, that's so crazy how it was like a career and then you're like, no, now I do this. Mm -hmm. That's dope, man, that you can close chapters and move on and not have like this gambling issue still. And you're only kind of half-assing it because you're not into it like you were. And I realized when I, after I had like, I, I tried for the first three or four years to like do the World Series of Poker. And, but then I'm leaving like, uh, uh, you know, everybody who's working hard and I just feel kind of, I don't know bad about it and, and i, I want to be you know as as involved as possible i don't want people to resent me for you know fucking off and 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 i have responsibilities and eventually it started feeling like two jobs and i was like i don't want to work two jobs i fucking I, i'm good man i i got i got em good employees i got you know i want to take care of and, and i want to you know be present and and i don't need to think about these other things so i just stopped playing and i focus 100 percent on dr dabber that's awesome, man. Dude, we fucking said. Sorry. It's our one o'clock meeting. Dude, we said phones on it silent. It is, but at for, least four or five times. It's on silent. It's the issue Bro, with that's the like strike number two for bigs, ain't it? I have to go airplane mode. I'm We're sorry. We're going to have to start putting your phone in the cubby. But do you know why? Back there? Do you know why it rang, though? It's our one o'clock meeting that you ha we have well, scheduled. Look, we're not going to make it today, man. Oh, we got a special guest. Is this airplane? Are, are mode? we still live? Oh, we're live. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're live. Anytime they can make fun of me, it's live. We're trust live. me. Yeah, we're Anytime live. they can harass we're me. Live. We need all this. Um, Hong Kong, sorry. place I definitely want to go. Obviously, yeah. COVID is a tough situation. There's other things going on, too. I, you know, don't get into that too much, but I want to visit there for sure. I definitely want to experience the culture. Hopefully weed will catch up at some point. You know, I don't know. What, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got weed there. <laughs> Tell us a weed story in China. Uh, the, I mean, the, 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 well, there's a good weed story. Cause I, I mean, I got smoked out outside my hotel in China randomly. And when I was in Shenzhen by like some like Chinese national son, it was fucking wild. But he asked what we were there for, and I showed him like why we were like in the in the, the lobby bar or something like that. And we were talking, and he's like, "Oh, what? You're here for this? Like, come outside." And he brought and he sparks up a J. I'm like, just like that, bro. Right out the ashtray at the fucking front hotel, and I'm like, like he's like, "No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." I'm like, "What? What are you talking about, bro?" He's like, "My my dad's a fucking. No one's gonna fuck with me. No one's gonna talk to me. No one's gonna like." say anything else. how do they know how do people know 
I guess people know in China. I fucking don't know, man. I don't want to know. You're like, that's not he me. lit it up, bro. <laughs> well, I'm not you. It's yeah, like, dude. Hold bro. on. I don't like situations like that because it's like you might be good, but I'll be fucked, and I won't know. Yeah, shit. he's like, don't worry, don't worry. I was like, all right, cool. Bet. Like, it's like, tough yeah. in those in areas like that because you just the paranoia and fucking kicks in, dude. It's it's, it's crazy. I don't want to be at some Chinese work camp, man. <laughs> well, and you've been told that you just like, get high and you're like, oh, they know, they know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> that's the worst. Like, yo, you see them looking over here, dude. And don't that's like look, after sn- smoking, not smoking, right? Oh, like you yeah. go, like it's your tolerance is fucking down. Jeez, fuck. That's ballsy, too, because you got to trust that he actually is telling you the truth. And he's not like, because yeah, like we yeah, had yeah. an instance in Vegas once where it was like, oh, you're good here. You can smoke oh, weed here in the like, club. He's like, this is my alcohol company. We bought this whole section. You guys are good. Light that shit the, up. The weekends up. performing. Security right fucking on comes and gets it. Bro, oh, this guy lights <laughs> it up, gets his puffs in. And then he's like, here, man, quick as I grab it. I don't even think I got to hit it. They were like, whoop. And the guys were in plain clothes. It was like FAA and shit. What? In, in Hakkasan in Vegas. <laughs> Bad move, bro. I this was like 2013, 2014 type shit. I got like a pocket. That was one joint out of the seven or eight I rolled that are like bat, baseball bat joints. So Dude, as you guys do it right in fucking got away. LA, bro. I'm pulling I them out of away. my pocket. As soon as I see them, I'm pushing them behind me because we're sitting on the on someone's like table scene, right? <laughs> and I'm doing this. and I, Dude, I have a Dr. Dabber on me. <laughs> I have a doctor dab with with That's like four grams of wax in a jar because I would just stuff it. And so I'm tossing all this out, like out of my pockets as I see them emerging. Oh, bro, it ended crazy too. We're like, yeah, I mean, we can probably tell it. Yeah. This guy got a ride from the security guy that worked at the MGM. I was like, hey, man, you need a ride? I got, and <laughs> I got out of there. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and then you. he pulled him to the signature suites around the corner. That's what yeah. we were saying. <laughs> Wait right awesome. here. I'm like, wait I got right lucky. Here. My boy's girl. You didn't get. You didn't get 86. So he comes out. They. they, they so he. The <laughs> guy's like, 86? get out of here. Get out of here. Well, they grab me right out of the section, and he goes, he won't leave. He's still sitting up in the section, right? And so there's two guys right here. He turns to me and goes, wait right here. And then as soon as he turned his back, I'm like, she. I fucking jetted through the club. I'm going, excuse me, excuse oh, me. Oh, so that's, oh shit. I start running. I must have said, it's still in the club. Oh, I, I, we're in the top section behind the weekend. They ran all the way out of Hakkasan straight through wow. the MGM. Straight through the MGM. And all and the fucking running. bouncers are probably getting fucking calls as you're running by. Though. Full sprint mode. Full sprint mode through the casino. I bust out the side door and there's a security vehicle right there. And I'm like, <gasps> with the yellow lights, the white truck. And, the guy, and I'm like looking like this and I see the towers where we were staying. And I'm like, okay. And the guy's like, he could see me looking around. He goes, how you, you all right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I just got lost. I'm trying to figure out how to, he's like, hop in, I'll take you over there. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and right, I, I'm like, he's like, all right, we got him boys. Drops me off. I'm waiting in our suite for him to, I'm like, please, I'm like, all right, how much money do I have me? Cause I have to bail him out. If he gets a, like, I'm starting to go through like the whole, like, okay, what happens if this happens? And then randomly I hear like, oh, about- it was all bad for me. <laughs> I, I I had some sh- like if I would have went to jail that night, you wouldn't have been able to bomb me out type shit. Like, I would have had some <laughs> other shit happen and that would have been all bad. But luckily, my homeboy was dating the VIP manager at the time and they knew her and they were like, just let him go. Yeah, Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, we smoked the joint outside. Like and they like- decided like, are we going to take him yeah, out dude. or and ban him and do the whole process? Or just let him go. And I, you know, you got to know how to move. I always talk about it, but this is. You know why they call it 86? You know why they call it 86? 
No, they, hell they, no. We didn't get banned from nothing, baby. They used to call. I got, they, they I call got 80s. 80s stories too. <laughs> I Rome a year ago, Barcelona, dog all over me. The Louis Vuitton duffel. I'll never travel with that shit again. Bad luck. You know like what I mean? Mark. Yeah, all the marks out yeah, there dude. ruined it for everybody. You know. <laughs> Jamie takes dudes, down marks. Dudes with tattoos and a Louis V red flag. Yeah. Dead giveaway. You know. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Straight up. No. Um, yeah, thank God that didn't happen in fucking China. No, that bro, was, that was good. I smoked up. the joy. I walked inside. Exactly. I was like, everybody's looking at me. I'm going to go upstairs. Like, <laughs> that's straight it. Straight up. Man. Back <laughs> to the room. Sit there and chill out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> feel yeah, like you really got to. You feel like you really did something, though, when you get away with that. Oh, dude. Like, yeah. But, oh, yeah, yeah. I've always been kind of like rebellious, kind of like, yeah, whatever. Don't take the risk, kids. Don't. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> shit, man. And then getting back into it is like, you know, what? Where do you see what's the what's this year looking like? What and, and talk about collaborations. You guys got a lot of dope shit. We're looking at right here. This is a collaboration with Sugar Sean. Any MMA fans yeah. know who Sugar yep. Sean is. Sean O'Malley sold fucking, out right now. Limited edition. Yes, sir. Um, that's super Big exciting. Fight, possibly a championship fight coming up too. So Dude, yeah. You know, he's, that, that's nothing light. You know what I mean? And and then you guys got other people coming on and stuff like. You know, what's it looking like and where, where's your focus and, and, and where's Dr. Dabber going from here? Um, now that everyone knows the Dr. Dabber story. So, or- yeah, we got we got a lot coming uh, right now. We're uh, working on a lot of new like collabs and, and uh, partnerships. Um, can't really get into too much right now about but we have a, we're working on a lot this year. And then uh, we're working on something really big uh, starting Hopefully around our 10 year anniversary later this year, we'll be uh, starting the launch of our Gen 3 line, which will be fucking crazy. So uh, over the next, I think we have our product roadmap already for the next like two and a half, three years, you know. Damn. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of exciting shit coming. Yeah. That's dope. And just to see it roll out, I mean, you're already working on the next two to three years. I don't think people understand that either. Because like fashion moves a year ahead or oh, yeah, two we, years ahead, maybe, right? But like technology and stuff, that's like... It takes R&D and, and there's like a lot of fucking time in between that you don't realize into like building products. It takes like from f- initial design to like first uh, prototypes, the second prototypes, the third, like version 2.1, version... Three point like nine ver like you, there's sometimes we go through like twenty five prototypes before you know we we so that that process takes some time so and then production and shipping and so you got to be planning well in advance um, yeah and the glass yeah, on the table is from Glass Vegas the salt glass yeah piece talk about this uh, so that's from our Glass Masters competition actually this, this was our vote. Yeah, salt glass. That was the yeah. first smoke choice and, and, uh, pick. And shout out to him. He explained it. You guys will see on the video. We have a video of when we went to Vegas the Glass Show. We'll be dropping that. Shout out to all the Patreon uh, family. But he explained that he focuses on different textures because you're handling the glass every day, and it's your your sensories are a lot of how you feel the glass, and you'll feel mm-hmm. different parts of the glass on different days. So there's all these different textures um that trigger different things as you're consuming and i just thought it was real cool how yeah. deep he had thought into like the amount the of work that he, went into that must be fucking yeah crazy. and that's a fucking crazy piece i i love the eye in general i have one tattoo on my back but 
it's like man that's just a and those teeth are fucking statement. sharp dude they're they're like yeah on point man and very yeah, realistic the teeth yeah the teeth everything realistic. is like very yeah it, it's, it's art crazy and then this one as well over here this uh this spins in the middle, which is fucking yeah, super unparalleled. Uh, so yeah, he's he's sick. Uh, that that was our winner in the competition, um, unanimous from the from the judges, uh, and and yeah, that thing is is crazy. The this, the Evo is the perfect platform for for glass. It's like it's almost like a trophy for it. Uh, we made it like so. You, we wanted to make like a neutral base so you could show off any pretty much any glass piece. Like there was people making guns out of uh out of the units it was sick with laser pointer like yeah it, it's we saw the truck the, the truck, truck yeah dude. and shit all, they, a lot of functional so many pieces. fucking sick it was shit. like the, the dr dar was like in the back of the truck and it was like piped to the yeah man. i mean super realistic and then he's driving it around and man i was impressed for sure a lot of a lot of big artists entered this year which was super exciting to see um i think like dan hoffman uh was there um doja glass we had salt unparalleled who just won another competition this year also he's fucking killing it that dude is it crushes glass um hobbs yeah hobbs dude that fucking that or, or who, hoops, yeah. hoops, 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 hoops 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 uh that that the skull, skull. Oh, bro yeah. that dude that was dope. one of my favorite pieces yeah. i, yeah, I was, was like going through my kind of grew on me as i kept looking at it there was like like the whole like the opals and yeah, yeah man there was like there's so I, I thought it was gonna be really fucking tough. I, there were so many winners. We wanted to showcase them all. Um, yeah, I, I thought there could a little literally been like 25 that I would be like, okay, yeah, I could see that as a winner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there were so many, and not all of them made it to Las Vegas either. So there was, I think, we had 39 entries this year. Wow. Yeah. What was, was crazy? Impressive. You could tell that it was such high quality and in demand because you go to the show and like three quarters are already say sold yeah yeah I was like, oh, okay yeah. so yeah everyone was like digging it yeah man oh yeah man shit so collabs coming um the future's bright future's yeah. real bright we're uh yeah you're gonna see a lot coming from us and then like we're trying new things we're we're, we're really like you know putting ourselves out there right now um yeah we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna really amp it up in the next like year or two coming like, into year yeah, 10 this is the 10th year 10th year 10th anniversary august milestone yep. man official yep. sponsor for first smoke of the day hey, dr dabber first smoke family hell yeah you know i mean for real we'll be rocking with these and we we've we've been rocking with the product and love everything you guys do um and just and just you and your journey knowing the real knowing the story and the person behind the brand i think it's super important especially these days so people can kind of get a feel for like oh okay yeah you know, we're gonna continue this to is, do this is this isn't a chad this isn't a whatever they want to say or whatever sure. it's like nah man this is a real entrepreneur a real american story and this is why this country is you know labeled as like something that people aspire to be a part of because you can literally take an idea and then 10 years later be around with all these you know awesome amazing inventions and creations and a business that's supporting tons of people that Thank are you. dope. So it's fucking, it's dope. And like, obviously our, our clothing brand didn't work out and like we did other shit and like, we still come full circle though. And like as entrepreneurs, Bro, I like, fuck with you guys, every, every venture you guys have had yeah, and organically fuck with you guys. You've, I fucking love what you guys do. Always love. I fucking love supporting the homies, man. I fucking, 
yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I love what you guys are doing now. I see nothing but a bright, 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 bright future for you guys. It's fucking awesome. We're, we're happy to build alongside you guys, man. And it, everything's organic and it's fucking meant to be. Hell yeah. You know? And it's just to, for you to still be on this journey, consistent with the thing you started back in 2012. Like, damn, you know, that idea. It's like, cause I remember I was like around and it's just like, that's surreal when you're you were, yeah you yeah, were there yeah. where i was coming testing fucking yeah, products yeah for sure and you were telling us about all yep. of it i remember the asking you about your band. branding and how much you spent and being yep. like telling lance like oh dude like we can't spend that like, yeah bro like you know what i'm saying like just like <laughs> yeah. just just trying to figure it out though yeah, like man. we finally found our little first graphic designer and all this shit and like it's a journey and people yeah, don't realize man. though they're like damn that shit popped off and you're like yeah 10 years later yeah you know what I mean? And 20 China trips and your own factory and what works, Shit what doesn't work. Works. Yeah. yeah. This and nothing's been uh, easy about this industry. So we're just, we're happy to be able to highlight some of these stories, especially like yours, Thank about you. how you've able to, you know, pioneer into this and make it like real business. Yeah, man. It, I, I fucking love that you guys are giving me the platform to tell my story because I, I, this is my first interview pretty much ever, like live, uh, never really like kind of, really like when in, like, I, I didn't go on shows and like I was very private but you know it, it's definitely nice to fucking be able to tell my story so yeah thank you guys you have oh, a yeah. crazy one <laughs> poker player you know what I'm saying moving to I mean it's just a, it's a wild journey bro it really is huh? straight up yeah we're gonna I mean continue just keep on fucking innovating using the best materials use only you know quartz to glass air pathways or you know whatever material never going through silicone never going through you know everything like you wouldn't fuck you know what i'm saying like we're, we're always gonna just do the best by our our fans by our the people that fuck with us we want them to fuck with us for a long time so um i yeah real quick i mean we we're talking about gen 3 we're talking about like oh switch 2 is coming like what are we gonna do i was like well we released the switch in 2018 four years later people still rocking with the first switch they ever got like i see it lasting for another like my engineers like i could see them lasting for another 10 years so we still have to support that product with accessories and shit like you know what i mean so it's like it, it, it it's our, our products are made to last we don't use atomizers that need to be replaced or shit like our atomizers i think uh average is like eight months to a year on, on average for our atomizers on any of our e-rigs so we're not making a product that is like meant to be replaced we're making a product that's built to last like we're not like you know there to like upsell you on it like like atomizer and shit like no we, we're we're building a product for a great experience and we're going to continue to do that so everything that comes with us it is always going to be the highest quality materials we pay no like margins are you know probably much smaller than than many people in the industry but we put so much love into the product so uh you can continue to see that from us for sure um in the future that gen 3 is going to be fucking sick so so gen 3 is going to be different than the switch 2 right or that's 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 the start of it man that's the start of it so new you know <laughs> all right something's we, brewing we, we gotta, we'll yeah. talk about a little bit yeah. of that you know after and shit yeah. that's exciting <laughs> that's exciting and uh yeah. bro congrats on everything yeah. 10 years we're we're excited for the future 
we're rocking with it and uh man let's keep let's keep making shit happen for oh, real yeah. thank you guys we're looking forward to it absolutely man. we appreciate you and shout out to the whole dr dabber team yeah man you guys are literally what makes the brand i mean we would be nowhere without you guys and and, and it's just like everybody treats it like it's their own right it's like when you have people at your business who like treat your business like it's their own business then you know it's going to be successful and and you know that like they are the life like it's beyond me it, it, it it's it's all them and and yeah you guys are the best so yeah hell yeah straight up shout out to all our patreon members who made it out to the family reunion yep. epic family reunion and for you guys like thank you for supporting first smoke of the day i mean honestly like huge shout out to patreon and if you haven't been on there or haven't been on first smoke patreon the amount of extra stuff we film before and after and the amount of extra knowledge or extra shows yeah too, you know. it's all on the patreon checking in episode yep. two so yeah, thank you to everybody who came by the booth too yeah i mean yeah you guys are like we had we had a line steady line all night man it was it was, it was dope hell it was yeah dope, so man appreciate all the support from every direction yep. patreon past guests of the show we're really creating a family here a community here we're happy to have everybody and, and work alongside such talented people with awesome stories you know and we can all connect and relate at some level so it's cool to see all the innovation within this space and the fact that like you know 10 15 years ago when you're uh, graduating high school you couldn't have been like oh i'm gonna you didn't think that in your mind like even uh you know what i mean no, no. so now it's like yeah yeah man. you're get less roadblocks more more pathways mm -hmm. in this industry I, so. I think so yeah i think the way it's going obviously you know it's being like how long until yeah federal right like then then and then everything changes everything changes but when everything changes obviously it brings in the wrong people More too robots. so you know it, it's the evolution. like evolution yeah but you also got the people who are just in it for the dough right oh, so yeah. like when shit goes oh, yeah. to the next you know there's a lot of like big money comes in and, and, and tries to fuck shit up and and we don't let them and you know it's like <laughs> Um, and then they move on to like crypto or AI. So <laughs> it's like yeah. whatever the next fucking big thing is, but obviously the same thing is going to happen at the federal, like when it goes federal and right, we're going to have the same issues again and we'll have to deal with them. Yep. Big farm will step in yep. or they'll start to hire out huge outdoor grows or greenhouses at $50 million greenhouses and try to produce the lowest dollar for, and they'll, they'll be having uh, good enough. Good enough. Top shelf, $70 an eighth. Okay. Let's go. Just like, spray get it. The fuck out. Just spray it. You know, like whatever, who even knows. Right. And you're, they're seeing a lot of it. I mean, a lot of places battling in Florida right now, because pictures leaked out and it was like, holy shit, you see that grow? That's horrendous. I would also think that some of the dispensaries would be like, like have some sort of quality control system. Like, Oh, we're not going to sell that for 70. Right. We're eh, maybe not. That smells like, hey, okay, let's bring that down like to the lower tier. Like there has to be reasons why it's that high. It can't just be the grower. It can't just be it's kind of like there it has to burn white like like white ash. Like I get this shit burn fucking black, like harsh on your stings your tongue when you smoke it. Joint goes out fucking twenty times. It's like not enjoyable experience. No, man. I'm it's fucking of people don't know buying criteria for what they can move and that 
amount of time they need to move it. It's like a grocery store. People need to study that model more. They don't have a bunch of browned lettuce on the fucking no. aisle. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have they shit. Buy they buy what they need on the daily. It's you're not putting brown lettuce on the sale on the sale rack, right? Nah. You're, <laughs> you're pulling that shit. So and you're giving it back. Take notes from the produce. Uh, yeah, man. And, and just because it's in a miler doesn't mean we we don't look and see like, oh shit, this was back Packaged in October, eight months ago. Yeah, fuck it. You know, yeah. now they're, they're playing like, games with fresh cannabis. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that doesn't work either because no. as a consumer, you don't go back to something that wasn't that wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, you know, it's not going to happen. Even if but. you wait, like wait till sale days, right? And then you get like the top shelf for fucking, and then you get again, you're like, okay, it's dust. It's fucking yeah. eight eight months old. Smell like you know. It's so. tough, but that means there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, so come out and fucking innovate. Do your thing. Yeah, Let this be an inspiration. That's what, right? Yeah, um, innovation drives innovation. About, like I said, you I, know? I will say a lot about your story, bro. It's been about timing. Oh yeah, because you like online poker now. If you hopped in that, totally different. Vape this. If you hopped in this now, totally different, right? Your timing though has been yeah, like with like trends. I you know yeah. see them kind of early. Like have people around me that 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 help with that. Like was like you know shit that's relevant and and you've been around a lot of like curators yeah yeah and that's what poker like you were saying in that community you're right because a lot of kids are like oh this kid's a crypto wizard this right. kid no oh yeah, he 2017 knows he crypto yeah like literally when did the board board apes mint like uh in april i was in may buying fucking like you know nfts are like like there's there's you know early adopters I, I like i could see growing industries like kind of um and, and so can a lot of the people like you know around me and you guys are great at it too um and yeah like fucking the crucial shit you guys part. put out like it's a crucial part of being an entrepreneur yeah timing early adopter of trends yep. that mm -hmm. will you think will last long yep. enough to have a company that's right oh wow yeah yeah Man, amazing, amazing talk today, boys. Amazing yeah. episode, amazing story, bro. Just like talking with the homies, right? Yeah, like <laughs> nothing, nothing changes, dude. On. It's the first it's movie like, of the day, yeah. man, you know? So appreciate everybody, man. Shout out to everyone that came to the family reunion. We will be doing another one in 2024. Be on the lookout. It's going to be 10 times bigger. You know, Dr. Dabber will be there. We appreciate you, Jamie, the whole team. And we're appreciate looking forward you guys, to this, man. We're looking forward to this whole year. We're about to yeah. go crazy. The team loves you guys too, man. Yeah, Everybody on the team, the team fucking come like see the fucks team. with you guys so we hard, man. Guys. Like, yeah, dude. So hell yeah. We're at 2023. We got a lot in store. Hell yeah. I think 420. We can we can bubble something up. Ooh. Be on the lookout. I think so. <laughs> so all right. Man. Yeah. Episode 83. It's my man Jamie. Dr. Dabber, the doc is in. We're out. First smoke of the day. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine, the diamondmine.la, California source for boutique genetics, powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la, and we're going to offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter, and see if you can rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la powered by Blackleaf.